everybody. Happy New Year. I'm glad that you tuned in to the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm Kevin James. Glad that you're here. This show is dedicated to Fon Collette. Fon Collette was born August 2nd, 1946 through November 27th, 2022. She was born in St. Louis, Missouri and moved to Florida about seven years ago. She is survived by her loving husband, Doug. Fawn, you will always be loved and missed, but you will live on through your two books, The Potter and the Dizzy Clay and The Jesus Whisperer. I would like to thank McLeod Painting Group of Vero Beach, Florida for sponsoring this week's show. They specialize in interior and exterior painting. They are licensed and insured with over 45 years of experience, expanding over three generations. Give them a call at 772-501-0324 and tell them that Kevin James sent you. Again, that number is 772-501-0324. So uh, we'll be back in about 60 seconds and we'll start the interview. Thanks for having me today. <laughs> it's good to be had, right? Yeah, well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, we got together about, I'd say, almost over a little over a year ago. I think it was, I think it was interview number three. So this was interview number four. And it's so funny. I was thinking about this the other day. For, for a woman that didn't really want to tell her story when I first started this, that I said, I put you on the back burner. I said, I can ask her again. <laughs> You're almost one of my most repeated um, guests that I have had, you know, in their home or on the radio or on the air or stuff like that. So uh, uh, it's amazing how God changes things. He is amazing. Yeah. So it's all. So um, you're telling us a story about your life and what was going on. So we'll in this interview here, we got a couple of them planned for you today. Um, but this one is a little bit of a catching up story about what's been going on for the last year in your life up to point. And uh, we might mention the books a little bit too, but as I said, we're going to leave that for a later interview. But but what's been going on with you since a year ago? I was thinking it was a Christmas tree, but that was the interview before. He had a white Christmas tree with blue uh, blue stuff on it. I, I remember that. So, But um, a year ago in June, in the months of, of pandemic of COVID-19 I, we, we, I got a chance to come down here to Vero and, and do an interview with you so so um so I'm gonna open up the floor to you and you're gonna tell us uh, a little bit of what life is like for Fawn Collette in the year 2022 well life is so good because life is Jesus right <laughs> and him is life mm -hmm. and light and he delights me mm -hmm. <laughs> um 
I am so wrapped up in, in his plans and purposes. Right. And know that I have a moment here compared to an eternity, and I want to make those moments count. Right. So um, I was told in 2020, I believe, that um, almost three years ago, uh, it was in October, that I had stage four um, terminal cancer, mm-hmm. and it was in my lymph nodes, and they couldn't do any surgeries. Uh, there was really nothing they could do, and I might have a year to live. Mm-hmm. So this is almost three years later, and they've had to adjust their <laughs> time frame. They're thinking a little bit. Right. Um, the doctor that gave me the news, uh, my primary doctor had tears in his eyes. Uh, he wasn't saved. When, and by saved, I just mean he, he wasn't a believer mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in Christ. And uh, he was kind of standoffish. But God just developed a relationship. Mm-hmm. Just like God wants us to have with him. Mm-hmm. When we build a relationship with each other, and it's a relationship of trust and uh non-threatening so this doctor started really listening to some of my stories and he did get born again uh, and received jesus and this has happened with several doctors that i've had Hmm. including a jewish doctor Hmm. so uh (laughs) god's just doing awesome things right uh but he looked at me with tears in his eyes and he said, I wish we could have caught this sooner. And I said, you know, and they told me I might have, I might have a year to live. And I said, look, I'm going to live every day. God wrote in my book before there was one of them, Mm -hmm. before the foundations of the world. Actually, the word says that God wrote in his books my days on this earth. Mm-hmm. All our days are numbered. And yet it says that we are like a vapor. <laughs> you know, uh, just a twinkle in his eye. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, don't worry about it because I'm not worried. I'm in better hands than all state. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a good, good father. Right. So we've developed a relationship he said, is there anything that I can do for you? And I said, well, Ashley, I'd like a new car. I was just thinking that, yeah. Yeah. So he he came back. My next visit was about a month later. And he said, I've got something for you. And he went to his office, and he came back with this little match Box. matchstick car. Is that yeah. what you call them? <laughs> Matchbox, yeah. Matchbox. And I should have been more specific, I told him. But we had a good laugh. Yeah. A merry heart does good like a medicine. A broken right. spirit drives the bones. So I live. I'm not dying. I'm living. Right. Okay. And the good news is children of God never die. Right. So I'm very, very busy. And I've written two books. My latest one is called The Jesus Whisperer. And it just came out. Uh, it's already sold out on uh, Barnes and Noble and Amazon. 
So wow. they're sending him more books. Wow. And I'm, it's just been out a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm just delighted with what God's doing with it. This book took a long time for me to write. Uh, and I've changed it a gazillion times. <laughs> right. Uh, because it wasn't long ago that I got to thinking about how we come to God. Mm-hmm. We didn't find him. He sought us out. And he called us out of darkness mm-hmm. into his marvelous light. So uh, it wasn't by my works that I entered into a relationship with him. And the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads us to changing our mind, which is repentance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the goodness. Right. And he's a good, good father. And so I was just meditating on that, thinking about that. And I said, God, no one comes to you uh, through somebody else's testimony. It might inspire them. It might light a fire under them to seek the truth. But it's really your goodness. Right. And I went, I'm, I did an autobiography with the Jesus Whisperer. He told me to do it, to write this book. Mm-hmm. And I, he very clearly gave me the title. Oh. And so, but it was an autobiography of, you know, I'm 70, I'll be 76 in wow. just a few weeks. So uh, in all those years, I compiled my story, mm-hmm. but really it was his story. Right. Okay. The Bible says the mystery of the ages is Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so the mystery is, uh, Apostle Paul said, it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ living in me. Right. And I love that, that. He is alive, and he's the head of the church. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. He's the author and the perfecter, our finisher of our faith. So it's his story. (laughs) So I said, Lord, I need to take me out of this biography and put more of you in it. (laughs) And so I did a lot of editing. Um, the the book would have been three times the size. Wow. <laughs> that would have been a really heavy book. <laughs> so right now we've got 10 chapters and uh, about 255 pages. Okay. But uh, God really anointed it. And it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Not what we do, but it's what he does through us. So that's how the Jesus Whisperer came about. Cool. So I've been very busy. Uh, They told me I had a year to live. And And that was three years ago? That was three years ago. All right. And now uh, they're telling me that cancer has metastasized throughout my whole body. And they're giving me all kinds of nightmarish stories. They say that there's a 
uh, tumor behind my sinuses, and it's rapidly growing, and they said it's malignant. They, they said that a while ago, didn't they? I remember you talking to me about that Right, before. but they didn't know then. You know, now they're saying it's malignant. Oh, man. And so, and they say it's grown. But now they say that the uh, tumors are in both lungs and all the linings. Um, I have a collapsed colon. I have a hyenal hernia that, that has, they said, half of my stomach is in my chest cavity. Um, wow. And they said that um, the malignancy is in my bones, which is the worst of it all. Right. And that it's in my hips. And they said, uh, like the left hip, do you have any pain? And I said, absolutely not. Hmm. <laughs> no, I don't. And they said, anywhere do you have any pain? I said, no. Um, but what I didn't tell them is that the Lord emphatically said to me, spoke to me, and said, you need to speak to the mountains. Okay. And if you don't speak and you don't take authority with these things, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> I've done it all. I right. paid for everything. The healing is yours. But you have to declare and decree. You have to rule and reign. Mm -hmm. You need to follow me. And he said in the beginning, he said, I hovered over the darkness like a mother hen hovers over her chicks. Mm -hmm. And he said, I brooded over that. Mm -hmm. And he said, I didn't just, just speak, I hovered. And he said, you can hover over your darkness and then mm -hmm. call light into it. You can, so you can listen to what the evil reports are Right. And then you speak the truth. You speak the light mm -hmm. into that. And the truth is that he was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquity, bore my pain, grief, sorrow, sickness, the chastisement, the punishment mm -hmm. of my peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. He's already done it. Mm -hmm. So there are so many things that he has been downloading with me. So right now I have another book going to print uh, or going to the publisher called The Bigger Picture. I have Two Sides to a Mountain. It's another book mm. that's getting ready to go to the publisher. And then I have my grand finale, <laughs> which is a year devotional called Remember Me. Mm. And it's very different from the devotionals that we're used to. Right. You know, um, there's a book called My Utmost for His Highest. Okay, yeah, I've heard of it. And a very, very, very popular devotional. And it's, it's incredible. Right. You know, it's very thought-provoking. But it's what can we do, mm -hmm. you know, to improve our relationship and, and improve our walk and, and touch humanity. This devotional is not that way. What it's about is what he has done for us. Okay. And it is categorized in four seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall. And the theme is around uh, 
the feast that God has during each season. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's called Remember Me. And during communion, that's what Jesus asked, is that uh, when we take the bread and when we take the cup, that we remember him. So it's all about him. Mm -hmm. It's about his goodness. All that he did, all that he sacrificed, the very essence of who he is and his name. His name shall be called Wonder-Filled. <laughs> Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I mean, he's all in all. An all-consuming God, but he's not sitting on his throne waiting to throw javelins at us. <laughs> He's not angry with us. No. He's already dealt with sin. He made an open display of, of our enemy, the enemy of our soul. Uh, people aren't comfortable when you talk about hell. Right. But they won't be comfortable if they go there. No. No, no, no. <laughs> and I don't want to see anyone be separated from God for an eternity. Right. Hell was created for the devil for his followers. Mm -hmm. But if you're not following God by default, there's no one else to follow. And so many, many, many people are leaving this world thinking that they're going to be with God because they think, well, I haven't been that bad. Right. I've been a good person. I've done this. I've done that. But it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration, by the renewing of his Holy Spirit. So again, it goes back to what has he done? And the Bible says he rejoices over us with singing. He loves us. He wants us. Jesus wants us as his bride. So it's a very loving relationship that God wants. Right. Not one of condemnation, but one of encouragement to bless us, exhort us, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, but to encourage us and give us a hope, a future, and a destiny. Amen. That's my story and I'm sticking, sticking to, to it. it. Oh, that's good. So you have a lot. It seems like you have years left of stuff to do it's on, <laughs> on this earth so it's like yeah you can't leave yet you gotta you gotta stick around you gotta complete your stuff that you have to do i mean because i don't think god would put it into your heart to do it if he ain't gonna give you the time to do it you know so well time is a funny uh a, a funny thing to talk about because god's not confined to time to time some people think that when you die you're going to be floating on a cloud with a harp <laughs> forever. Yeah. And this earth is a shadow of what the perfect is. Right. Just a shadow. There's going to be plenty to do in the kingdom. And our gifts are going to be used in the kingdom of heaven far more than they are here. Huh. And so we're going to, if you... The Lord spoke to me one day. I was reading in Corinthians mm -hmm. uh, chapter 13, I believe. And he said to me, 
uh, now abides three things, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. But I said to him, I can see faith in eternity. I can see love in eternity. But what is hope doing in eternity? Right. What is hope doing there? And he said, hope springs eternal. And he said, there will always be something to aspire to in my kingdom. If you wanted to be a pianist, a concert pianist, here on earth, he said, you can take piano right. <laughs> and have it. Uh, there's shops, there's musical instruments, there's whatever dreams have been in your heart, you'll work on those things and you'll right. share those things and you'll minister those things. But evil, there'll be an absence of evil. Right. But it won't be an absence of creativity. Hmm. And we're made in his image and in his likeness. And he's a creative God. He's our creator. Right. But we've been created in his image and his likeness. So he's put creative gifts in us. Mm. And they're eternal. Hope springs eternal. Mm -hmm. So faith is the assurance of what? Oh, you asked me as a question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, say the question again, I'm faith sorry. Faith is the assurance of? Well, I mean, hope is of believing things of, that aren't there as there. I would say hope is. So. That's right. So, faith. That's what the word says. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. for. It's the evidence of things not yet seen. Correct, yeah. That's what we But said. this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Right. Faith perceives as righteousness mm -hmm. or as what is right. Uh, <clears throat> we can't taste it, hear it, smell it, feel it. Mm -hmm. Um It's not tangible right. to us, but the substance of it is. And that's the victory that overcomes the world. God's given us all a measure. Right. <clears throat> well, even as a faith as small as a mustard seed can do a lot. That's right. So it, you don't have to have a lot of faith. You just have faith even as small as, as a mustard seed. Well, going back to what the Lord spoke to me about was it's time for you to Step out. I've asked you to follow me. Mimic me. Mm -hmm. You know, I chose not to work on this earth after I left, apart from my body, right. my church, my believers. So I have much that I want to do through you. And as a matter of fact, the word says, greater things right. than Jesus did will we do in his name. Right. We can't do that if we don't know the word. Mm. But the Holy Spirit is here, and he's here to empower us and to teach us, instruct us, mm -hmm. but to equip us right. to, to go into all the world. The greatest gift that we have is love, okay? And love is eternal. Right. It's the greatest gift, but it's also the greatest commission. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's the one thing that we have that we can give that will show the goodness of the Father. Mm -hmm. 
well, what does it say? Um, you'll, uh, I'm trying to quote it, it about knowing the scripture, dealing with, um, you know, you're my disciple by the love that you have. One for another. One for another. That's right. So that, that is a, that is a fruit of knowing, you know, having a relationship with Jesus and the love is that, that he can see that you're a disciple by that. So that's how, so if anybody's ever wondering, you know, that's, that's the test that he's given us. So God loves a good party. <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't he? He had the feast, you know, actually set for the season, for, set for eternity. Right. We will always be able to, to have these gatherings of remembering how much he loves us. Right. And so the marriage supper of the Lamb is going to be the greatest feast of all. Wow. And the table's already set. Our toes are on the edge of eternity. It's time that we forget about ourselves, magnify the Lord, and worship Him. He's coming back very, very soon. Mm. Definitely. You know. And I always say, you know, hey, whether he comes back today or tomorrow or next year, eventually we will be with him. You know, we, we, uh, you know, whether we go home naturally or raptured, if you, you know, go with that realm, um, but we are going to see Christ sometime soon. You know, so the thing is, the Bible says the weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Right. That word is natural. They aren't natural. The weapons of our warfare are not natural. They are not natural. They right. are not natural. They are supernatural. Right. It goes beyond natural. But they are given to us for the pulling down of strongholds. And there's so many things as deep calls to deep. The more that we get in the word, the more that we <clears throat> identify with his plans and purposes, the more this life makes sense. Right. Okay. As a matter of fact, before I was really a believer, uh, <clears throat> I knew about God, mm -hmm. but I didn't know him. Right. Okay. I have an incredible father. My father <clears throat> was, had a sense of humor that would put the world to shame. <laughs> he was just a funny guy, but he loved people and he would do anything for anybody. Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> he was one of the first dance instructors for Arthur Murray. Wow. Um, he played the uh, trumpet for the big bands mm. from time to time. He uh, <clears throat> he was a poet. <laughs> he right. loved poetry. Uh, and he sang. And he taught my sisters and I to sing. We sang together. Right. We didn't have time to talk about our family. We had time to sing together and enjoy each other. Okay. So our family gatherings were all around music and uh, joyful. I could tell you so much about my father that I could talk and never stop. <laughs> but unless you encounter him, 
unless you know him yourself. You'd know about him, but you wouldn't know my father. Right. So it's the same way with our Heavenly Father. There's a lot we can know about him. But he's calling us to know him mm. intimately, like a man knows a woman. A husband knows his wife. So he wants that intimacy with us. Right. Uh, he won't force it on anyone. <clears throat> I've told you before the story of the 86-year-old woman who, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> who uh, died, and they tried for over an hour to revive her. They worked on her 20 minutes at home, and then they worked on her another half hour at the hospital after she was transported. She was flatlined the whole time. The doctor called the time of death, and the wow. nurse charted it, and everyone left the room. And... I walked over to disconnect her from my EKG machine. Right. And she was still hooked up to my monitor, which was like above my head. I'm halfway across the room going over to disconnect her and to get her ready to go to the morgue. She was 86. Okay. So I'm halfway across the room and God spoke to me as clear as I'm speaking to you. Okay. And he said, if you don't pray for her, She's going to spend an eternity separated from me. Hmm. And I stood there in the middle of that ER <clears throat> by myself thinking this is weird. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And I, I, but I knew it was God. And I finally said, I don't know how, but I know it's you. And I will pray for her. And if you bring her back, I'll tell her about Jesus. So I walked over <clears throat> And I very lightly put my fingertips on her chest and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak life into this body. And I looked up at my monitor and her heart started beating. There was a mm. rhythm. And I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran out of the room. I called back the medical team and the doctors and they all come flooding back into the room. Kind of, I'm just kind of pushed back against the wall watching. Right them do what they're trained to do. They used an EpiPen, stabbed her in the heart, and they're doing all these things, thinking that they are resuscitating her. Nobody knew mm. what had just happened. Right. Two and a half weeks later, I went to do a routine EKG to discharge her from the hospital. Mm -hmm. And when I walked in, I said, do you know what happened the day that they brought you in? She said, they told me I died. I said, you go through a tunnel, did you see a bright light? She said, no, they just told me I died. Mm. I said, let me tell you what happened. God spoke to me after you were, your time of death was called and charted and everybody left. God spoke to me and told me if I didn't pray for you, you'd spend an eternity separated from him. And she got very misty-eyed <laughs> and she said, I believe what you're telling me is true. Something happened as a child. And I never wanted to serve a God that would allow that right. to happen. I've been angry at God all my life. Wow. Why does he care now if I spend an eternity separated? And I said, honey, first of all, <laughs> he has never left your side. We live in a fallen world. 
and there is his enemy. He's a thief that's out to rob, to kill, and destroy. And he works very hard at doing that. (laughs) And I said, you blamed Jesus for something his enemy did, but Jesus never left you. And he brought you back from the dead to give you one last chance to choose life, but he'll never force himself on you. Right. And she said, what could I do now? And I said, it's your heart's response to a loving father that wants you with him forever. Mm. It's your heart's response to a savior who you are his reward. You are his bride. He, he wants you right. to be with him forever. Uh-huh. He doesn't want you separated. So she was angry at God all of her life. When I saw that, I never saw that kind of love. Mm. You know, you think of God, when you hear God is love, how patient he was throughout her entire life right. to never impose upon her religion. Right. But he loves her. Mm. So she prayed with me and she asked him into her life. And I know that we'll be together forever. I know I'll see her again, but that absolutely changed my life. Mm. And I said, God, I don't know how to love that way, right. but I want to. Mm. Why don't we, um, we're closing the end of, of the interview for today or for this part of it. Yeah. Why don't you talk to somebody that might be uh, going through that same situation that doesn't know Christ and let's lead them down the path to Christ. Uh, so I want you to pray for him, and then when we, we're done, we'll close from that point. So can you do that? I sure can. Yeah. Just like I told her, it's not the words that you say as much as it is your heart's response okay. to a good, good father mm-hmm. by surrendering, by getting off of the throne of your life and putting him on it because he says, my plans are higher and better than you. And I know the plans that I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, plans to bless you and to prosper you. Who doesn't want that? (laughs) All of us want to be blessed and to prosper. Right. But not Frank Sinatra's way. (laughs) (laughs) No. He did it his way. way. I I don't even want to think about that. God will allow us to run into as many brick walls as we want to. He will not control us. Mm -hmm. But if we're willing and if we come with a repentant heart and acknowledge that there's nothing we can do except receive the free gift that he paid the price Mm -hmm. to give us. And that was eternal life. So... I invite you to not just take up a religious doctrine, but to seek him out as who he is, as a good, good father, to call upon him to cause you to be a new creation where old things pass away, where all things become new because you want to know him, because you're stepping out in faith and saying, 
I don't understand all of this, but I do believe you exist. And I do open my heart to receive your goodness and to receive your eternal life. It's it's that simple, folks. It's just that simple to turn away from your old ways and ask him to make you brand new. He's already done, paid the price. Um, There's something that I would like to share with you that he, he gave to me not too long ago. And we haven't talked about this or touched on it, but he gives us all gifts. And uh, they equipped us to work together as a body. Right. Uh, He said, don't fail to assemble yourselves together. Okay. In my name. Because where I am, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm in the midst of them. Okay, so when I was taking communion on Resurrection Sunday, uh, he said, I want to talk to you about my blood. Right as I was taking of the cup of communion, and he was talking about the price that he paid so that I could come to him with all of my failures, all of my shortcomings, mm-hmm. with all of my sin, separation from him, that I could come to him and be cleansed completely because of what he did. And he said, it started in the garden. When I anguished over you, sweating blood profusely for what I was about to do. Now, he he spoke to me. He said, your generation, the baby boomers, Mm -hmm. is the first generation that could actually prove scientifically that a man could sweat blood by agonizing. But he said, "I I didn't just sweat little beads of blood. I anguished. (laughs) And I sweat big drops of blood. Because he said, I asked the Father three times Mm. to take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but thy will be done. He did not want to become sin. He who knew no sin became our sin. Right. So that we could make an exchange, a trade, all of our unrighteousness for all of his righteousness. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. So he said, it started in the garden when I anguished over you, sweating blood profusely for what I was about to do. I exchanged my rightful heavenly place for this body of blood and flesh. I willingly stood in the cap and bled so you could enter into my rest. I withheld nothing. Not a drop of blood was spared from the garden to the cross. All I had was shared. And, you know, after he left the garden, they took him and they beat him. 39 lashes. He was beyond recognition as a man. It was a cat of nine tails. And every time that lash smote him, it tore a part off of his body. So he was pulverized. And that... Those stripes brought our healing. So he went from there to the cross. 
And he said, when they pierced my side, he said, two things happened. The last drop of blood that was in my body was poured out, but it was the water and the blood. The water representing the Holy Spirit. Mm. And it was expedient that the Holy Spirit, that he leave so the Holy Spirit could come and finish this work. Mm-hmm. And yet, we've very few of us really know the Holy Spirit. Right. <laughs> and this is his dispensation. This is his time to empower us, to teach us about Jesus, but to give us power to be overcomers. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Right. I want to be an overcomer. So he said, my blood flowed from that body, representing all so frail, redeeming mankind justly. My mercies never fail. Now... I'm seated far above. I've conquered death and sin. And you are seated with me if you've been born again. Mm. I contemplated every need and I held nothing back. Every need and every deed. So there would be no lack. The water and the blood poured out. As my side was pierced so deep. The Holy Spirit with my blood. Covering every need awakened from your sleep. So he said, the water and the blood poured out, but the last drop of blood poured out, but the water kept coming. Mm. (laughs) Cool. Which is so powerful. Yeah, it is. So here's the thing. He said, I'll make a way where there's no way. He said, I want to give you the desires of your heart. He said, I became the thing that I hated the most so I could receive what I love the most, mm. and that's you. So it's time. The Bible says the time for salvation is now. And all it is is a heart's response to receiving what he did for us, to turn from our old ways and ask him to fill us with the Spirit, renew our life, give us a new beginning, and be willing to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him. Amen. And you're forever with him. Cool. That is awesome. That is awesome. That is a good way to close. So uh, everybody, i like to thank you for listening to the uh, Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm obviously Kevin James, and I thank Vaughn for uh, having me back in our house, and we we'll look forward to our next interview where we'll be talking about her books, past, present, and future. So... Uh, Again, thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. This has been a Millennium Beat production. Views and opinions of the guest are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat. Check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and TikTok, at the Millennium Beat, or on Twitter, at Millennium underscore Beat. I want to introduce you to a new program we are starting in 2023. It is a program where people can contribute, sponsor, or become a super sponsor to help support what we do at the Millennium Beat. We are also developing a partner program to help reach our goals of reaching people. More information will be on our website. 
where you can fill out a form to become a sponsor or partner and make payments directly to us from our website.